is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to either earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our listeners out there who can't seem to get out of toxic friendships and relationships due to your childhood conditioning. My name is Christine. My sister Jessie and I created the Family Burrito Podcast as a way to recognize areas in our life that need healing. Happy New Year, Jessie. Happy New Year. New Year, new you or new year, same you? Oh, I get better every year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I think we all do. Really? That's such a positive way of thinking. Well, I think we all get better with age. You know, it's kind of like with wine, like wine. Yeah. We yeah. realize, oh, well, we messed up in this area last year. Like, we ate too much pizza. <laughs> Probably should not eat that much pizza next this year. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should stop that Vicodin. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. So, did you do anything special or fun on New Year? Oh, I just hung out with a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. With benefits? Um, oh, no. They're, um, <laughs> <laughs> they're actually friends that lived in Dallas and just oh. moved up to Colorado. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's funny. It seems like Californians are moving to Texas and Texans are moving to Colorado. We get a lot <laughs> of Californians here, too. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know... I just don't like the way they drive here. I'm like, oh, man, this isn't California. Like, it's safe to drive like that in California, mm-hmm. but it's not safe to drive like that here. <laughs> That's so funny because I was actually, I took my dog for, a, I, she's so whiny. I love her, but my God, she just whines. And I know she just, just, just loves me so much. It's great. But it's like, man, but I took her for a walk and I was listening to one of our past episodes and you were talking about the exact same thing about traffic and like the driving. And this is funny, you know, because we were talking about how, you know, you know, I just every, drive too much. Well, every, well, every city they're complaining about the people driving, driving there. And we were comparing it to like childhood. It's like the same thing, you know? Yeah. Well, at this point, I'm just going to create my own driving school. Mm-hmm. If you hit your brakes on the highway, I get to punch you in the face. Oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. <laughs> It's, <laughs> I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I think that maybe the problem is the drivers on the road. I don't think it's the other people that's quite the issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know, I know that I used to like, I used to be so like hate traffic and we get so worked up and all of these things. And then like through my shift, I was like, you know, started doing it to where I just would send people love. And I'm telling you, Jesse, they get the hell out of your way. When you have that like energy, they're going to stay there. In fact, you're going to get boxed in. You know what I mean? So, and I know it's difficult to like think like that and do that. Oh you, no, like- I'm just talking about like, so when I go to jujitsu in the morning, it's at 8am mm-hmm. and I, without traffic, I live about 20 minutes away, mm-hmm. but I leave usually about an hour early. Mm-hmm. And I'm still late because all of 225 is jammed up. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no like other way to go mm-hmm. where I live. So mm-hmm. 
um it's it's more or less like and they and they like people hit their brakes for no reason i'm like why right so that's more or less like the thing like i prepare for it and i'm like you know listening to a podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. during it and like i'm not like usually I usually try not to like scream at people or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, when I see out of state plates, that's when I get frustrated. I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> why did was it about out of state? Uh, mostly because they just they they're the ones that are always making it difficult to like merge on because they don't want you in front of them or whatever. So mm-hmm. they speed up so that you can't get in or, or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. my blinker you know what I mean it's just like yeah driving rules (laughs) well here's the thing if they're out of state right you think do you think that they're like purposely doing that or you think that maybe they're nervous because they're in a new area and they don't know what they're doing I mean I've I've driven all over the world I don't I just think that they don't want somebody in front of them because they're afraid that person's gonna go slower than they want to go you know what? I bet if we did a poll, that would be incorrect. I bet you're, that would be, a, there. people would have a whole other thing. Like, I know when I'm driving somewhere that I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going. Like, I'm going to drive different because I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I don't know where I'm turning or where I'm going, you know? Well, with today's, like, you know, world of GPS and, like, you can just, like, zoom out. Even with a GPS. And what's funny with GPS, even the GPS makes people anxious because they're like, do I need to turn here? Do I turn here? Do I turn here? Do, you know? So Well, a piece of advice, everybody, zoom out before you leave. <laughs> yeah yeah you're going before you pull out of, of wherever you're going <laughs> yeah well that doesn't always you know it's a new environment you know what i'm saying like it's a new environment yeah and then but that's one of the things that like dad taught me when we were driving like he, when he taught me to drive he was mm-hmm. like no matter where you are in the world think about where you're going yeah before you start driving yeah and he would always complain about your driving <laughs> yeah but then but then you know like now i'm like um and now that i ride motorcycles and stuff I noticed, I just noticed a lot of silly things. I'm just like, wow, like, mm-hmm. you're going to kill me, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like texting and driving, like. Yeah. Or it's just like, I know that everybody hears it, you know, like everybody does it and everything. But mm-hmm. my, my, my biggest thing is like, why are you looking down at your phone? Like, oh, like God. You put your phone like oh. up near the- I, I'm telling you. Well, yeah. And I remember one time I was driving out of this IHOP parking lot one morning and this elder lady driving this like Lincoln Continental or something with her readers on looking at her phone as she's hauling ass down this hill. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was the scariest thing it's I've so ever scary. seen in my life. I was like, you know, it was like a runaway train or something. I'm just like, and like there was this lady, well, there's these three kids that lost their life on like a couple days before Christmas in Louisiana because mm-hmm. this lady went down the wrong way on the highway. Mm-hmm. You know, so like three children, yeah, are gone because yeah, you know, it, it just amazes me. I'm like, how how but, you go but, the wrong way? Right, <laughs> well, I know. And like you know, we have those like traffic circles here in this area where we where I live. And I've seen people go like the opposite direction. And it seems to be like an older lady and it's like a big car. I don't know why, but it's like, ah, you know, because you can't, you, they're coming at you and you're trapped. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's more like a PSA. Like, just try to think about, I know where it can't always be perfect. I make mistakes. Like, I know I'm not like the best mm-hmm. driver because I would be in NASCAR if that was the case. Um, it's more or less like just if you are in a new place, like if you're at, especially, a place that gets snow and you're not familiar with how to drive in snow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the work like there's a lot of things you can do to avoid crashing but it, it's made it amazes me sometimes i'm like how <laughs> you know what <laughs> you know but see right here what you're saying like you should like create some sort of graphic for people seriously because I don't know I don't need like what you're saying they'll like well, oh, what are the different ways like if you had like some sort of like template simple template with like 12 things with pictures of how you can drive in Colorado that's like educating people you know what I mean oh yeah well any place that snows because it even snows in Texas sometimes mm-hmm. and I'd be mm-hmm. I'd be screaming at people in the snow mm-hmm. in Texas. yeah mm-hmm. the worst thing you can do is go slow because you need to keep momentum mm-hmm. if you go slow you get stuck especially if you're going uphill so like yeah. that's just one that's numero uno right there so everybody wants to go five miles an hour I'm like that's mm-hmm. so dangerous mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my, but our brain probably tells us to go slow because it's like, oh, look at these treacherous conditions. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And you need to do the opposite of what your brain right? is doing. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you need to create a template. I'm not even kidding. Like create a template on Canva with some pictures and we need to educate our people because I need education. I don't know. I, I'll, I avoid snow because when I was like 16, my aunt was driving and we were um, actually, why does everything happen on Thanksgiving? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I swear to God. I, need to I think I need to go into counseling and just talk about Thanksgiving. It all started on Thanksgiving. I'm telling you, Thanksgiving is, which is so crazy because I've always said for so many years, it's my favorite holiday. I have some pr- suppressed some shit, but it is on um, Thanksgiving and I was 16 and um, we had, we're driving from my mom's back to my aunt's and you know, it was like iced over and all this stuff. We should have just stayed at home, but whatever. And some girl like hit us with her, her car, not, you know, trying to. And then we just went off like spinning and going off almost into like the bottom of this ravine. And so oh my gosh, I just, um, I mean, we were okay, but it was like scary because we couldn't, the car wouldn't stop, you know? And so, you know, and we were doing everything right, you know, quote unquote. So yeah, I don't even, um, I hardly ever drive in the snow um, because there's been several incidences after that where I'm like sliding and it just like scares me. So the me. best thing you can do is if it's snowing in your area, go to an empty parking lot and practice. Oh, okay. Pull your e-brake, you know, learn how to like your car is going to grip on the snow. Mm. Um, you know, even if you're not comfortable driving on the highway or anything, just go into a parking lot, you know, like when mm-hmm. you're learning how to drive. See, these are tips people need to hear, Miss Jesse. Instead of, I'm going to punch you in the face. Well, I might still do that, but. <laughs> That's part of the training. It's part of the obstacle course at the end. <laughs> you know, it depends on how many cones you hit or whatever, right? You know, you're either going to get a certificate or a punch in the face. Like that's Jesse's like driving in the snow course. So what's so funny is when I first learned how, like was first taking kickboxing that like, re- like by professionals that are like amateurs you know amateurs Mm -hmm. and professionals you know UFC fighters and everything go to this gym I go to and I uh Ben um his name is Mr. Alaska if you want to look him up he's a great (laughs) fighter and he's the one that literally taught me how to punch Mm -hmm. but he had to go over it with me like three days in a row y'all it was bad <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's punching right it, you think it'd be simple no not for me mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like no this is like because it's all about footwork and stance and there's different like stances like kickboxing stance boxing stance all those mm-hmm. different things right so um I I didn't know all this I'm just like oh we don't just throw our fists so it's funny that I'm like I'll just punch you in the face and I'm like I just learned how to punch like 
a year and a half ago. So it might not even be that hard. I just mm-hmm. be like, it might just feel like a slap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to not be so mad at people on the road for sure. Like today, like I had an opportunity to be mad and I chose not to because I was like, yeah. man, this lady, she probably just doesn't know any better. Yeah. Well, and also to dad, I mean, his tolerance for that kind of stuff was so low. I mean, even just going into the grocery store, I remember one of our last conversations we had was he was talking about like, I hate small talk. I don't have fucking time for that. You know what I mean? He's like, people are just so stupid. Like that was his like theme. Like his frustration level was just like so low, like his threshold and like driving. And it was just like, you know, and he had a pretty like solid routine, I think, like with work and whatever he did. He didn't really in the liquor store, you know, and then the gas station with the cigarettes, you know, <laughs> um, and then the weed house and then wherever else, you know what I mean? Like he had a routine, um, right? Like he didn't really veer off the norm from his routine, right? No, very rarely. Like I remember when he started working out, I was like, what the fuck? Mm. Like you're going to go running? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was shocked. Yeah, was this, yeah, so how old were you when he was doing that? Oh, we lived in Golden. I think I was like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. He went gotcha. to Gold's gym, and he was like, I'm gonna get ripped. Oh my god. <laughs> he actually quit drinking for like what? two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then what happened? Well, I think he got, to, you know, I don't know what happened. Something that happens to adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he just couldn't do it anymore hmm interesting interesting yeah he um he's so funny he yeah he had a routine and do you remember that time when he was on Ambien and he would get up at two in the morning and make breakfast and then go drive around in his car and he didn't even know because he was asleep yeah he would go drive to the corner store and buy a candy bar because he was craving chocolate while he's under like the Ambien yeah wow That is so dangerous. Like, he would tell me, like, yeah, I was getting, re- maybe I should stop that Ambien. I was getting ready for work, and I haven't, like, made breakfast, and I went driving, and it's, like, two in the morning, and I'm, like, what? That's the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> At least he was getting ready for work, though. That work ethic was strong. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he's um, in his Ambien drunken haze, you know, I got it to work. Wow. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah, that work ethic is strong. That's hilarious. Yeah. So would so did I ever tell you the time like I had a New Year's party and I invited dad and he got so wasted. My friends had to like drag him in their car and put him in the middle for to drop him off at his house. Did I tell you that story? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, I may have a few pictures I'll have to look, but, you know, he was, like, wearing this Happy New Year's hat that's on, like, crooked, and he's got a drink in his hand. And every time he would open a door, he would somehow, like, when he would open the door, he would somehow get behind the door because he's so drunk and, like, spilling alcohol everywhere and, you know, and hitting on all my friends and all that stuff. So, I mean, uh, good good memories. Yeah, your house has seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Both houses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 for sure for sure i know it's like after that i don't think i invited him to any more parties because that's just like i couldn't enjoy myself you know what i mean yeah no he's like a child when he's drunk you know yes. he's just always constantly worried about what he's doing mm-hmm. but i do remember going to austin texas with 
Oh my gosh, and I think that's the night I met Ted Cruz's brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we were going down for your birthday, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it was for my birthday. And we all took separate cars, right? Yeah, you and Shane drove, I believe, because I think he came too. Yeah, he was with us, and Dad got there first. I don't know if you were there yet or not. No, Dad but... and I drove together. Oh, y'all drove yeah. together. Okay, yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all had separate rooms. Yeah, yeah, he got me in the room. Gotcha. And so, yeah, we, I guess Shane and I were last to get there, and we get there and we're trying to find our room, and we start smelling. And this is like in the embassy suites, you know, it's a, it's like a, there's nothing outside, but it's all this inside. Like, you feel like you're outside, but it's actually inside. And so, I don't know why the embassy, I mean, it's closed in. The embassy suites, like the first floor is the smoking floor, which makes no sense because it's all closed in. But whatever, uh, it makes sense to them, I suppose. But (laughs) as we're walking, trying to find our room, we start smelling all this marijuana, you know? And I was like, okay, well, here, our room is probably getting close because we can smell the marijuana. And yeah, of course, dad's in there just blazing it up. And then we had, I remember like we went out drinking and stuff and then, the next day, we're like, let's go get some lunch. And we were kind of doing some day drinking. And then we get back to the hotel. And we're like, let's all take naps. So we all go take naps. And I remember Shane and I getting up and walking in dad's room. He never took a nap. He continued to drink whiskey all day. Yeah, that man didn't take naps like that. No. Not when he was <laughs> playing the party. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, as soon as I walk, because we were going to go all go out that evening. And as soon as we walk in, I was like. This is not going to be good. That I think that's the same night. Um, Dad was trying to buy everybody a hot dog at the hot dog stand, <laughs> and the lady was being so rude to her uh, so, to him. And I was mm. like, I went up to her and I was like, "Don't talk to my dad like that, or I'll knock all those ugly tattoos off your face." Mm. Again, guys, didn't know how to punch. <laughs> mm-hmm. What did she say? Do you remember how she responded? She just looked at me like I was a crazy drunk bitch. Yeah, he's probably, yeah, that's her daughter. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember like we were at this bar and there was this like cute little young blonde bartender and dad was like, that's, that's my granddaughter's um, new grandmother. <laughs> you know, yeah, we were like, oh Lord. But yeah, he, he, um, I stopped partying with him like many years because I just, um, it wasn't fun. I was taking care of him. It just, I couldn't relax and. It was all about him and, you know, trying to keep him, like, from not embarrassing me or himself. And um, it just was never a blast. Did you ever get drunk with dad, like, in the house when you were living with him? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, the dad and I, like, we fought a lot. But at the same time, we were each other's best friends mm-hmm. for, like, pretty much for, for a long time, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so we'd get fucked up and then we'd fight you know like mm-hmm. an old married couple mm-hmm. that like had a drinking problem <laughs> yeah 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 i'm trying to think of a, like a sitcom show that has these characters but i can't think of one <laughs> most mo- homes in america <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I'm trying to think, what is the name of that show <laughs> yeah that's great i know like when i was a teenager dad would take me to the bars he was so proud to say you know you know, any parent can take their kid into a bar, you know, like, I mean, that was like, he was so proud of that. I'm just, oh my gosh. One time we got kicked out of, was it three forks? Is that the name of the restaurant? I don't know. Oh, it was some steakhouse and dad was trying to get me some wine because he 
just was he really wanted me to be an alcoholic with him mm-hmm. and uh, he he was trying to get me some wine at this time i was like 16 mm-hmm. maybe 17 mm-hmm. and in texas it's up to the manager's discretion if your parent can buy you alcohol mm-hmm. and the manager says no and dad threw a fit he's cussing and what and they kicked us out wow that was fun what how did they say you need to leave sir or what yeah, basically, they were like, you're disturbing the other patrons, you need to leave. Wow. And then dad, like, threw his plate or something. He threw something and broke it. What? Yeah. He was angry. Because he was really trying to get me to well, have, like, steak and wine. And he had, you know, when he had money, when he actually had, like, a couple grand or something like that, he was willing to, like, go buy a nice steak dinner. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, and he was just trying to enjoy his evening, and they just destroyed his... Yeah. Well, he's been doing that for years and he always felt like a king kind of thing. It was like this ego king thing like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see I can buy this. I can. I don't know. He felt some sort of power by like I can give my kid alcohol. I don't know. I mean, maybe that was some thing, you know, connected to his childhood because, you know, he got was served alcohol when he was in diapers, you know. Oh, most definitely. Well, and I. I think most Americans hate being told what to do anyway, especially yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? You're telling me I'm actually not free? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, he, um, he was something else. I, yeah, he, he, we did a lot of partying. I remember one time like going to his house and he was like, Hey, I want to show you something. And I was like, okay. And he took me into the garage. He goes, you see this wall? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, watch this. And he like hits the wall a couple times and it like opens and he pulls me in there and there's like all of these um, bins of marijuana that he was growing in this like secret room in the garage. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he just, he enjoyed life for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. he really liked to party. I yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Do you think he actually enjoyed drinking? Like he always said, that's why he didn't. Qu- he wouldn't quit because he liked it. He liked the taste of it. I think he just really liked to party, and even if it was by himself, he was cool with that. Hmm. I don't know if it if it was like a fun thing because when you talk to his friends back in the day, like he was really funny mm-hmm. and he wasn't that obnoxious drunk person that got on everybody's nerves. Mm-hmm. Like that happened later on in life. Hmm. So maybe in his mind, everybody else just sucked and he was having a good time by himself. Yeah. I don't know. He's been pretty obnoxious for a very long time. I remember like when I was like two years old, he was like drunk and taking baseball bats to people's windshields in my mom's neighborhood. And then, was trying to like order food that wasn't even on the menu at Jack in the Box. You know, he thought that was hilarious. And he, had, he went to jail. Um, they're like, sir, this is Wendy's, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's been through some stuff. I wonder why he joined the Army. Because he joined the Army twice. And the first time he joined, he was like 17, correct? Yeah, Grandma signed him uh, up for the Army because she had to basically sign over custody to the government. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know what to do with him. You know, he was mm-hmm. already doing drugs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she had read basic training as one of the best ways to get clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine having to wake up at 4 a.m. and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
she signed him up for the army and then he did his four years but this was like when vietnam was ending so he didn't get mm-hmm. to go to vietnam mm-hmm. but then he told me the reason why he signed up a second time is because he started doing heroin again yeah and he had you i believe already mm-hmm. yep and he wanted to be a better a better father he never said those words to me. He said the reason he joined the second time was to get off of heroin. And he was like, he, it was really bad. But he also joined because so he could make money because he was buying American products and selling it for triple to the Germans. That's why he spoke fluent German. He was like, oh yeah, he salesman. sold them cigarettes and stuff. But I don't mm-hmm. think that was, I think, I think it really did. It was most, I think it really was mostly about you though. I don't think so. That's not what his friend Larry said. Oh. <laughs> his, oh. friend Larry, his friend Larry, and he was like, "Why have I never met you?" I'm like, "Exactly." <laughs> yeah, well, Larry, yeah. But I only met Larry like a handful of times as well, and that's because Larry was uh, still in the army. I don't yeah. know if he still is anymore, but he was like gonna die in the army, for mm-hmm. all I know. And yeah, Dad was not the kind of person you kick it with when you're trying to rank up or be. A, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was, he was not allowed to live on the base because he was a bad influence to the others. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't doubt it. Like, and when you're trying to be a, you know, a five-star general or anything like that Mm -hmm. and you haven't, and you didn't go to West Point. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he was, you know, dad was really influencing, you know, he could influence anybody. And if you're like 18 and you're joining the army because you hate your life and you hate your parents, you're going to be susceptible to, you know, his influence, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, I was susceptible. I would still like handfuls of, uh, what was it? Oxycontin that he had. He would have like handfuls of it. No. What is it? Whatever. One of those painkillers. It doesn't matter. But he would just like, I don't know. He didn't have thousands somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he'd have that many. Jesus. And I'm just like, dang, I wonder if he'll notice if I take like a fist rule and he didn't. And then I I made money off of his drugs. (laughs) That's just, I don't even know. His tolerance is just unbelievable. They should have like studied. He should have donated his body to science because it's like, how could you do all that stuff and still function and go to work? Oh man, I think I think at that point it really is mind over matter. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. See, 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 Jesse. Just like the traffic in Colorado, the people driving out—it's mind over matter, girl. Yeah, and, uh, and sometimes I'm not saying that. Like you know, obviously his body was unhealthy, so mm-hmm. like his mind right. can only do so much. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> He's like, I just picture him like, he's just this body walking around, you know, with an al- with alcohol, you know, it's funny. <laughs> just walk it off. Just walk it off. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's all I know, girl. I love you. Happy New Year. I love you too. Happy New Year. Yeah.